Amen. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. He has done great things. Great things he has done, great things. Bless his holy name. Before you sit down, I want you to lift up your Bible. Uh, some of you could have this little soft, so you may lift your iPad, your phone, whatever it is. But say, I said, before you sit. Wow. Wow, you guys are going to be sitting the whole 40 minutes. I say, I want you to declare, this is my Bible. It is God's revelation to me. I love it. It has changed my life. And today, I willingly submit myself to the healing of the word of God. I am ready for change. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. In Jesus' name. Come on, let us celebrate the Lord as we sit down. Hallelujah. Amen. This is Sermon number five in the New Year series. Sermon number five. And I will be focusing more today on the subject of God's sovereign control of all things. Still building on the main uh, passage of scripture uh, that we've been addressing, the book of Isaiah, chapter number 40, I, uh, 31 is the main verse, but I have begun uh, in verse number, number 28 to be able to build a case of what happens uh, to those who wait upon the Lord. Hallelujah. The Bible says... Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary. And the young man shall utterly fall. But, hallelujah, I say but, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as the eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Hallelujah. Last Sunday's in Salmon, um, I was just picking a little bit from Salmon 4, what I didn't cover. But remember, 
we, we are addressing ourselves to the five practical ways to really de declare our dependence or show our dependence on God. We first uh, say that uh, one of the things that uh, uh, we do to show that we really, really depend on him is that we, we pray daily. Hallelujah. We, we pray daily. And actually, not even once a day. We pray I can't say enough about the importance of declaring our total dependence on God. Because everything depends on him. I feel so sad when I see people doing so much, achieving so little, because they depend on themselves. They think it's about them. And all we have to do is to know what, whatever we do, we are even in the very impulse of what we do, we are saying we are waiting upon God. We are depending on God. We are trusting God. See, there's a relationship of depending on God and trusting in God. And remember, trusting God is about faith in God. And without faith, it is impossible to praise him. Then number five, Number five is fasting. Fasting is a statement of a declaration, I have to depend on God. And fasting is a, is, is a statement of self-denial. And it is difficult, especially the first and the second day. But if you, by the time you get to the third day, your body has started to do what? To think there's no food, so it starts now trying to figure what, how to, to adapt with the excess stored fat, which is actually a very great advantage. The advantage of health, if the stored fat can also now be recalled to cushion you. Uh, fasting is a practical way to train our mind and our body to physically depend on God for strength. There are some things that only come through prayer and fasting. Therefore, every Christian at some point in our spiritual pilgrimage needs to do what? need to, to fast. And this is a month of prayer and fasting. The only question I can ask you, how many days have you fasted this month and prayed? Because again, you can fast and not pray, but we are talking about prayer and fasting. The only way we can survive in our waiting is to throw ourselves fully on God to where we are completely and totally dependent on him. Depending on God is basic to our Christian pilgrimage. Depending on God. There's a song we sing some many times. I, was, I think this morning I was listening to some of the 100 most loved songs and one of that was uh, the issue of 
um, learning to lean. Learning to lean on Jesus. Finding more power than I've ever dreamed. Learning to lean on Jesus. And all of us need to learn to lean on him. We need to learn, we need to understand what it is to, to just lean on him. And the good thing about leaning on Christ is it is a very safe way of leaning in that which can never give way. You know there are things you can lean on and they are going to do what? Give way. Depending on God alone does not mean we act foolishly. Jesus did not need to jump off the pinnacle of the temple to prove that he depended on God. There is a difference between trusting God and putting God to the test. Depending on God alone doesn't mean we dispense with God's gifts. Again, very quickly, so that I can be able to connect to the lesson today. Let me share three things that would demonstrate benefits of waiting upon God. Waiting on God forces me to admit I'm not in control. About that. I am not in control. And uh, that's, I'm not able to live apart from God. I can't do without him. No. That I can't just make things happen. That I'm under the very good rule and reign of God. And that he is directing my steps. Yeah. Have you ever known that you are not in control as you think you are? Yeah. <laughs> it's a very sobering thing, but it's true. Yeah. The Lord help us. Then, number B of that, waiting on God depends my trust in God. God allows me to wait because he wants to demonstrate his wisdom. He wants to teach me that his way is always best. Yes. His way is always best. There are questions that enhance our commitment to wait upon the Lord. Who do I believe has a better plan than God for me. None. God has the best plan. Whose timeline brings about the most good for me and the most glory to God? None. It is God's timeline. And that is where the waiting becomes the test that you are waiting. And we all don't enjoy waiting. Waiting on God teaches me faithful obedience. As we read through scripture, we see that God always makes his people wait. Think about Joseph. Do you know how long Joseph waited in prison? Before he interpreted a dream. 
which even after interpreting their dream, he still waited some more. Because the guy who was told, please, when things become well for you, don't forget me. Did he remember? My, my thinking, by the, by the way, and, and I'm free, so I, I like using my, my, you know, I think that guy would remember, but he didn't know what would be there. The reaction of remembering the king about somebody inside. So it was a way, well, I better be what? Safe. That's what sometimes I think. Yeah, about this. Because it was not me until God created an occasion. Hallelujah. God created what? An occasion and an opportunity where this gentleman could be able to say, there is somebody. Hallelujah. There arose a need to where Joseph was going now to come out. And when God wants to get you out of the situation you are in, he can create an occasion. Hallelujah. God can create and will create an occasion for your divine shifting. Because the time for the shifting for Joseph from prison after 13 years had come. And the prison would not have held him any further. He needed to come out. God created an occasion. And God still creates occasions. Hallelujah. God still creates what? Occasions. You may not understand what is going on. An occasion may be a relocation. And you are relocated because God wants to connect you to your divine destiny. Hallelujah. And you could be murmuring. Why? Because God will always take you out of your comfort zone. And when God has moved you out of the comfort zone, he has an agenda. And you, you know, one of the things that is God's prerogative, God does not tell us everything we want to know. And that is what it means to live one day at a time. Praise God. Some of you, God has relocated you because he wants you to connect to your purpose and to your destiny. And by you sitting here to listen to what I'm telling you, hallelujah, you connect to a certain divine direction which I'm defining as a shift. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, this God is so good. Hallelujah. Come to your neighbor, this God is so good. Hallelujah. That God can make you so uncomfortable out there until he brings you to where you want to be. 
and when you are there you can start experiencing a sense of fulfillment and a connection to your divine purpose because none of us is here to occupy space you are not just occupying a space you are not a seat warmer you did not come here to to warm that seat you came here to hear the voice of God and when you you have heard from God you will get a direction that will connect you to a purpose that gives you fulfillment in life I love that. Banasifiwe. Hey, 13 years in prison. But when the time came, God created an occasion. I don't know how long you have been in the situation you are in. But you are about to experience something supernatural. Hallelujah. But you need to get tired of where you are. I say you need to get tired. Lazima uchoke na mahali uko. Need to be tired of your status cool. So that you can move and connect to your divine destiny. And uh, this, if you read the book of Deuteronomy chapter number 2 and verse number 3. Uh, if you can give me that, okay, yeah. I, I wish that can be enlarged. I like you should not screen, but maybe Now it says, you have scattered this mountain long enough. Hallelujah. You have scattered this mountain long enough. Enough is enough. What was he taught? Turn northward. That turning northward could mean so many different to different people. In the year of mounting up. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Moses waited until he was 80. To begin leading the people of Israel. Abraham did not have Isaac until he was 90. Okay, tell yourself. I'm not too old to connect to what God purpose yet. Israel waited in the dry arid desert. Paul sat in prison waiting to go to Rome. Where does God make his people wait? 
Because he teaches them faithful obedience in the midst of waiting. God teaches obedience in that waiting. He teaches them to obey even when they don't understand why. God wants me to learn to obey him. Even when I don't have all the answers. Step out on the, way, on, on the water even though the storm is raging. Amen? Because you recognize that Jesus is the master of the wind. And he can come the storm and cause the sun to shine again. We are talking about dependence. Learning to depend on God. Hallelujah. Biblical waiting. You know, it's something that is not easy, but we must learn. To faithfully put one foot in front of the other, confident that he is guiding your steps. The Bible says that the steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. And he delights in his ways. Though he falls, he shall not be utterly cast down. Because the Lord upholds him with his hands. If God is upholding you, you're okay. It doesn't matter who is letting you down. When God is upholding you, you are secure. Cast is the man that trusted in man. People will give you a promise and they will not keep you. It is so important to secure our hope in God. Amen. Very, very important to secure our hope and our confidence in God as the one who says he will not utter it. Hallelujah. Cast you out. You will not be utterly cast down for the Lord upholds you. Hallelujah. It is so important for us every day to tell ourselves we are in this space of life because God has willed it. And we count on him. We rely on him. So when, we, when the Bible speaks of waiting, it is an entirely different thing than what we do after we take a number at the Safaricom shop to be served. Very different. Yeah. Very different. Biblical waiting is not a passive activity, but is demonstrated by active dependence upon the obedience, upon 
uh, and, and, and upon God and obeying him. That's waiting upon God is a spiritual discipline that we should seek to practice every day. Amen? Now, let me move to the lesson today with the balance of the time I have. And I like this too. We will see how far we can move with this. But I I like the proposition that I'm going to present to you and that is learning to acknowledge God's sovereignty over all things. Learning to acknowledge that God is sovereign. And I'm going to explain a few things about what that is. Because sovereign is a word that can be difficult sometimes to comprehend. In order to get good at waiting, we first need to acknowledge that God is sovereign and nothing we are presently experiencing is outside of his eternal decree and direct oversight. Here is what the wise king says in Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 13 and 18. 13 and 14, I'm sorry. Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 13 and 14 says, Consider the works of God. Who can make straight what he has made crooked? Who can make straight? What God has made crooked. In the day of prosperity, be joyful. In the day of adversity, consider. God has made the one as well as the other. So that man may not find out anything that will be after him. Try to get the scripture in the message Bible uh, quickly and put it in the screen. Message Bible. Yes, even our present predicament can be something that God has allowed to be. And we cannot straighten what God has made crooked. Okay. That's the message Bible. Okay. Uh, take a good look at God's work. My screen is not very clear. I still try and do something about it. Can you read it out? A good look off? Okay. simply do what? Wow. Yes. Take a good look at God's work. Who could simply who could simplify and reduce creation curves and angles to plain straight line? And this is talking about the fact that God can do what he wants to do. 
I say God will do what he wills to do. One of the things about this God we trust in is that no one can restrain his hand. Hallelujah. And uh, sometimes I think about the statement that, uh, that you know, the confession of a weak, uh, you know, someone who was wicked uh, made a declaration which becomes a sermon note. And uh, that all the nations of the earth are reputed as nothing. Hallelujah. And that God does what he will. This is in the book of Daniel chapter number 4 verse 35. That all the nations of the earth are counted or reputed as nothing. And he does what he pleases with his army of heaven and the peoples of the earth. And there is one, there's no one who can ask him, what are you doing? about that? Nobody can ask him. No one can restrain his heart or say to him, what have you done? Hallelujah. Learn not to question God in what he is doing. Because God will do what he wants to do. And that is the aspect of what we are bringing when we talk about his sovereignty. With the fact that he rules. Yes. As much as, we, as much as we want to fix the problems, we need to understand that we have no capacity of fixing all problems. If it was up to us, we could make an even bigger mess of things. However, God will fix things in a much better way than we ever could. Sometimes the most difficult thing for you to do is nothing, to do nothing at all. <laughs> yeah? You know there are things that you just look at them and you do nothing? Unasema hii, hii nani? Because I don't understand it. I wish there's something I could have done about it, but I, there's nothing I can do about it. There are things that, would, you know, run to only address things that within your responsibility to address. What is what you can't understand, what do you do? Just leave it. That is also a statement of dependence. Just allow him to do what? To, to, to address issues. But it's important to understand that there is no limit to God's rule. 
absolutely no remit to his rule. Manasefewe. No limit to God's rule. No limit. This is part of what it means to be God. He is sovereign over the whole world and everything that happens in it. God is never helpless. God is never frustrated. You need to know you can never frustrate God. You know, God, God is amazing. Let me tell you. Sometimes you may, you know, may, you may hear a, a declared project. And maybe in yourself you are telling yourself, without me, itakwama. God has never allowed any human being to be the one that can frustrate what he wants done. No. No, no one. Yeah. And actually God can come, you know, God can come and do things to prove to you that he did not need you. And that is why in our service to God and everything we do, you know, sometimes, you know, I like when God proves that he can do things without me. You know, like yesterday I had to be out of town. I know there was a leaders meeting here. And more critically, uh, I also took Pastor Miano because I wanted him to to drive me, because when he drives, I feel safe. <laughs> of course, I'm driven by others. You and Pastor Weru, we have done trips, Pastor John. Listen, what I'm saying is this. The Pastor John and Pastor Kiyoko were here, and I was not worried about it. I knew everything was going to be okay. Praise God. Hallelujah. So it gives me great joy to know that God has raised men and women who can be able to do what? Get things done. And sometimes, you know, I used to, like when I was doing my program, I used to be away like for six weeks, seven weeks in the U.S. But in this church, we will know I don't have to be here for you to come. Because when you hear from my sons, it's as if you have heard from me. Because they, are, they have all been raised to where they know. And each one of them they are very effective in what they do. Amen. What a great joy it is to know that God does not have to depend on you. Praise God. Hallelujah. And, and, and it's a sobering thing.
Anyway, let me, let me not go that direction. Like, you know, it's, it's, let me go back to my notes. Hallelujah. When God acts, he acts in a way that pleases him. You know, God is awesome. His sovereign providence is the place we feel most reverent, most secure, most free. God is never constrained to do things that he despises. You cannot get to do God to allow things that he despises to happen. Unless he wants to bring it as a judgment. He's never backed into a corner where his only recourse is to do something he hates to do. He does whatever he pleases. The recent and reigning king of kings and lord of lords rules over this world and over his mission with absolute sovereignty. Nothing is outside his sovereign will. If he meets with resistance, he, he either allows it for his purpose or he overcomes it to establish his purpose. There's a song that we used to sing. I used to hear this song when I was very young. Actually, maybe I was in primary school. You know, revive. You know, I got saved during revival times of the early seventies. Manasifewe, and the song they used to sing in the vernacular talking about a liver flowing. Rue ruge derera, rue rue namuoyo. A liver flowing, a life-giving what? Liver. Have you ever known the power of water? You see, you can never block water from going where it wants to go. When you put all the stones and all the things you put, it just rises to where it needs to rise to, and then goes. Praise God. As long as there is a source from where the water is coming from. Let me tell you, resisting what God wants to do is like standing in front of a flowing river and to say, Haita Peter Hapa. Let me tell you, it will not only Peter, but it will Peter with you. I hope that illustrates about what we are talking about this God being sovereign. You can't frustrate what God wants to do. No, you can't. Even in the nation of Kenya, God will do what he wants to do. No one will stand on the way of God. Because God has never allowed it to happen. Amen? No, he wouldn't.
And there are things that God will do that you don't understand. Amen? I don't know whether some of you anxiously waited for the outcome of the Uganda election. For me, I was not anxious. Because I feel bad for the Ugandans, and I know we have some of our members here, but they never gave Museum 70 a challenger. You cannot have a 38-old young man challenge a 74-year-old man. Listen, it will not happen. You know, you know, it is common sense. Why not give him a 55, 60-old gentleman? Ambao amekura chuvi kidogo. I don't want to... I don't want to entrust myself on a 38-old fellow. No. Hey, sasa atafanya vituko. Arafa atafanya dancing. Anyways, let me not get, let me not go, go there. Because I don't know whether some of you are anxious. Praise God. You know the truth is, let me tell you this, the truth is, if section 2A was not repealed and Mzemoy was in the ballot, he has rested, he would still have won. Because he ruled so long that people did not know. So please, be careful if you think that there was any rigging in Uganda. People don't know anything else. There are people who are born and all they have known is who? And better the devil you know. Anyways. I hope the Ugandans will not stone me when I visit them. Let me go back to my notes. That was a by the way. But we are talking about sovereign. By the way, that still has to do with the sovereignty of God. If God did not want that muse there, so the recent, the, reign, the recent and reigning king of kings and the lord of lords rules over this world and over his mission with absolute authority. Nothing is outside his will if he meets with resistance, we said this before, you either allow it to, to serve his purpose, or he overcomes it. There is absolutely nothing that happens in the universe that is outside God's influence and authority. Even what happened there, even the things that are going on in America, God has what? A purpose. As king of kings and lord of lords, God has no limitation. Consider just a few of the claims the Bible makes about God. And uh, I want to ask the worship team to come because I think I need to, to stop there because I'm run out of time. I'll try to mark where I stopped to pick it up next. And that's one of the good things about uh, preaching in a your local church because you don't have to finish in a sermon. You can always pick it up. 
But I want you to go in your mind telling yourself, God is not limited. God is able to do. Na mahali Mungu ameamua kukupeleka atakupeleka. Hakuna mtu atazuia. Akisema atakubariki, hakuna atakayezuia kwani yeye ni nani? Ni Mungu mwenye baraka zote. Anybody remember that song? Akisema atakubariki. Hakuna atakayezuia kwani yeye ndiye Mungu mwenye baraka zote. Akisema atakubariki. Hakuna atakayezuia kwani yeye ndiye Mungu mwenye baraka zote. Oh, akisema atakubariki. Hakuna Stand up, we are finishing the service. Akisema takubariki, hakuna takaezuia. Kwa niyeye ndiye mungu mwenye barakazo. zote zinatoka kwa Mungu. Huyu Mungu ndiye nani? Mwenye For those who are listening from where you can understand what we went to in the song, it says all blessings belong to God. Hallelujah. You just need to have the faith. In the housekeeping business we're going to be moving to uh there's other things we need to do before we dismiss but I want you to know God is not limited. Yeah. And I think I can say that with authority because of where I'm of where I'm coming from. Bwana sifiwe. Yeah. Mahali mimi nimetoka. Nimeona Mungu. Bwana sifiwe. Yeah. Si ushuru wa mtu mwingine ni wangu. It's a personal testimony. That's why there's a song that I like I don't know where Ms Munyawa ameenda anachunga mtoto pale Ubali Ubali ni imetoka I don't know what your Ubali is lakini yangu ilikuwa mbali kabisa But today I am who I am and I'm what I am because of his grace Hallelujah. Every hand is bound. Those of you watching from home about this message, we are talking about God's limit limitless power. 
if only you can believe him if thou canst only believe all things are possible whoever believes it begins with a commitment of trust in Jesus you're there you're saying pastor pray for me but even before we go to those at home could you be here today and you want to connect to Jesus the one who changes all things the one who is going to give you a new lifespan the one who will give you a hope that no one can take away how many want to say pastor before you close the service I want to be born again just lift up your hand saying I want to be born again God is doing a work God connects us through connects to you and me through his son hallelujah Jesus is the one who has become God's expression of what God is in you those of you watching on television if you say pastor pray for me I want to be born again say dear Lord Jesus this day I humble myself to you I want to submit to your sovereign rule and I want to commit my life for salvation and the washing and the cleansing by the blood of Jesus thank you for saving my soul help me to live true to you if that is a prayer you have done there's a number on the screen please communicate with us and I can assure you no matter where you are doing this from we will make an effort to get back with you to give you instruction in your ABCs of salvation if you are here again and uh, you, you are saying Mamboyangu it's like my things are going from bad to worse I really need to learn to lean on God and trust him in everything with this sanction you are saying there are things that are falling apart in my family within my children within my job within my business and especially some of you have suffered serious situations over COVID-19 they're saying God come come through for me if that is your prayer today lift up your hand before the Lord we're going to pray for you lift up your hand trust the Lord Father there are people in this congregation who needs your intervention Father, they, are, they want to declare their dependence on you even after the setbacks that may have experienced from COVID. Oh my God, I pray that you will build that faith in them to trust your power and what you can do. We glorify your name. We pray, Lord God, if there be any person battling any issue on their health, both here and those hospitalized, we declare their healing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's appreciate the Lord. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Amen. Let's appreciate the Lord. Amen.